your source for all things Texas Tech. This is the Ask Level Podcast from Double T 97.3. Hey, what's going on? Welcome into another episode of the Ask Level Podcast. Episode number 56 with Chris Lovell. I'm Choice Woodman. We're glad that you've chosen to uh, listen in or watch. And thanks to our friends at Cantex Roofing and Construction for sponsoring this podcast once again. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. What's happening, Chris? How are we today? I'm doing good, man. Uh little uh little strange week last week. Yeah. Uh, a lot lot went on. Um let's see. Uh you know, we had a midweek football game or a a, a non-Saturday football game. Mm-hmm. Um fortunately we lost uh, coach Knight, um yeah. which is uh sad. Um but uh uh, certainly a legend in coaching and, and was uh, a big part of that was at, at Texas Tech and the Adidas deal gets announced you get a schedule release uh, you know a lot a lot basketball season kind of uh, on the cusp of beginning here so a lot uh, and then you know obviously the 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 football game went went your way which is also positive and there was uh, a possum sighting so anyway so <laughs> all, all the uh, all the things man and man this is a this also enters like arguably the, the most stressful couple of weeks for myself uh, just because everything's happening at the same time. And it's oh, yeah. hard to, it's hard to like, feel like you can keep your head straight and compartmentalize when you're trying to, you know, cause I think, yeah, this, this week is like with you and you'll be a part of a lot of this, but Wednesday night basketball game, uh, which broadcast in that one for Thursday coaches show with coach McGuire with you Yep. Friday, travel to Lawrence Saturday, do the football game and then Sunday doing a basketball game at one o'clock. So, and that's, that doesn't even count my day job or trying to be a dad or a husband or anything else. That's just kind of that, that tech thing that I, that I do. That, so that gets, tech thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's uh, the, the tech portion portion of my job uh, working for uh, the folks at Learfield. So anyway, it's fun. It's just it's just stressful sure. and it's very busy. So anyways. Yeah, no doubt. It's but it, it is a fun time of year if you're winning. That's the big oh, part yeah. of it. And uh, you finally get that win against Texas Christian uh, on Thursday night. It really did. It, it was it was a very strange week. You had a lot going on. I do want to talk about the schedule matrix and. And a lot of that other stuff you mentioned, definitely going to talk some hoops as we enter into uh, week one for college basketball. But we'll start with football, uh, a Thursday night win for Texas Tech over TCU. And uh, this one, it, it just felt a little different. The team played with some confidence. Uh, you had the extracurricular stuff, as you mentioned, with the the possum, a cool drone show, uh, some huge b1 bombers flying over lots of lots of cool stuff on the thursday night but uh most importantly you get a you get a win and and uh as someone's asking or we will get a question about quarterback play uh, a little bit later get to that uh quarterback play seemed to to help balance out your offense where taj brooks wasn't shouldering uh the entire load offensively 
Yeah, it's uh, it was it was just nice to finally have a, a quarterback that was that was mostly healthy um, and, and you know with with some experience, I should say. And uh, I think it uplifts everybody. I think it uplifted everybody's confidence. I mean, Joey McGuire talked about that quite a bit. Uh, I think that he's just like I think he used the term the 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 ten Red Bull deal just in uh, an energy infusion if you will uh with everybody because i think it just everybody's confidence goes up a bit whenever baron is out there yeah not just receivers but just the team in general because you feel like you've got a legit chance to beat a a good team and you know tcu's they're trying to figure it out i think right now they're very talented but they're they've kind of been like you are this year they've dealt with some injuries and you know, the, the turnover bug has bitten them, and it did Thursday night, obviously, is uh, Dadrian Taylor-Dimerson, or Rabbit, as we lovingly call him, uh, ended the game with, with a pick and had a previous one and, and mm-hmm. would have had a third uh, had uh, there not been a penalty on uh, Ben Roberts, I believe, in that in that on yep. that play. But, you know, I, I just think Barron being back, it, it, you know, it gives you some some hope, and it gives you a, a legit chance to play the game down the field. It helps Taj out. It helps the offensive line out. It helps Zach Kitley out. It helps everything about the machine, uh, knowing that uh, that you've got. And he's still, you know, I think he'll be healthier this week versus Kansas than he, than he was versus TCU. That's just kind of how this thing. They kept him pretty clean uh, that night uh, versus the Frogs and. But uh, but winning winning is fun, man, and uh, yeah, it's, it's always it's it's especially fun to beat those guys because they'd had your number, they beat you seven of nine times, uh, they beat you four of the last five, and you you've you know th- there's many teams out there that currently kind of have your number, and they've been one of them, um, and really both of the purple teams that you had faced at home in recent weeks uh, had have had your number, and it was not, but it's it's also nice to beat the in-state teams too. Sure. Uh, you've done you've three times this out. year. Exactly. Baylor, Houston, and TCU. Those games just seemingly feel a bit different or mean a bit more just because you bump up against those schools in recruiting. Odds are you know somebody that went to, went to these institutions. Right. Um, there's just, you know, the, the, the players kind of know each other um, from, from high school or whatever at, at times. There's some relationships there um and so anyway that 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 was a fun one that was uh, personally satisfying i know it was satisfying to the the program for for baron and joey and coach kitley and, and just everybody involved that uh you know and 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 coach deruder and just always get just to kind of get back on the winning track because yeah all that pomp and circumstance that comes with it it doesn't matter unless you win that's the sad part about it. i love pomp and circumstance as much as anybody right i mean <laughs> squirrel oh you know, I mean, I, I, I'm all about more pyro, not less. I'm all about, you know, hey, man, burn fl- flames, uh, smoke, wh- whatever you want to doctor it up with. I mean, regardless of what you feel about them personally, I always love the the Vince McMahon version of WrestleMania because it's like yeah. literally that's all it is, is like four hours of pomp and circumstance. And uh, and I love all that, but ultimately winning matters. I didn't see you over there uh, petting the possum like President Skuvenick, though. So 
mean, how much well, are you it was it? It, it was in the field of play. Uh, whenever <laughs> I saw it, it was taken out the opposite tunnel. That's true. It did I, go I, my, my my question is: I, Do they have somebody with animal control on duty all the time? I, that's something I think that was new. I wonder if this was post Fox that they had the uh, animal control person and so this somebody's out there every home game with I, that I, stick and that that noose thingy. That we need to investigate on that because I guess like so because circular uh, like i think it's called a snare snare or whatever i think it's called a snare but i'm not sure but yeah Yeah. the thing from the lady in the tramp movie yeah okay yeah because it just like i mean they they walked i think it was a lady that walked out there just fairly calmly and on it quick yeah yeah, and it, and it it just was like, okay, hey, come here, little fella, you're gonna go with me, and just kind so of I think, dragged it. I yeah. think from what it, it seems like, at least on social media, I think the fox that made its original its debut on against uh, when Texas Tech was playing TCU in 2013 on that Thursday mm-hmm. night. So I, I guess since then they've it sounds like they've kept an animal control person at the at the stadium in case. Okay. Some sort of animal get, gets out there. You never know. And, and never there know. we there we went. Yeah. No, so. Yeah. But it, no, you know, you're right. I mean, it all of it. The, the beating TCU thing, you're right. It, it does have just a different feel to it. Beating any in-state school, beating TCU, especially since they've had um your number. If tech wants to just continue on to be uh, you know, Big 12 Texas state champs and and get something done in Austin a few weeks, I, I'd be okay with that too. But got a few games before that and we'll We'll get into the Kansas game, but um, there there were several, you know, several moments, uh, key moments in that game against TCU. Obviously, you you have um, a few things we just haven't seen this year, or haven't seen in a while, and and the turnover element is part of it. Joey McGuire's, you know, harped on that the last couple or last week or so that you haven't been taking the football away. You get a couple of huge ones that help you to win there. Um, you also got to see Dre McCray go deep for the first time as, as a Red Raider. And we were hoping to see a lot more of that. But finally, he gets behind someone and you have a quarterback with the confidence and arm strength to uh, get it to him. Yeah, you know, I I, I think uh, you've been trying to get uh, Dre involved, um, you know, and I, and I think Dre's a great kid. He hasn't, you know, gotten down at all. He's sure. just... Uh, you know, still very engaged. And I think he would have hoped to have been more involved than, than he has been, uh, you know, and, and I think what Dre has realized that Austin P to the big 12, he needs to get uh, stronger. Um, I think he gets, you know, jammed at the line of scrimmage a bit. And, you know, when, when DBs get their hands on him, I think it slows him down. And so that's one of the processes that he's going through right now, but he's a wonderful kid and he can run when he's got some space uh, and and he did. He got behind, uh, got behind the old defense there, and uh, made a play. And it was good for Baron for seeing him, and yep. sl- almost a little bit underthrown, but uh, complete the complete the play nonetheless. And yeah, I mean he, he's offered up. Uh, I mean that that kick return by Dre, and then that touchdown right there. Two of the better plays at home and meaningful plays at home this season, and both of them came in wins. Yeah, you know when you think about it. Absolutely, yeah. So, um, here's a question regarding something from uh, the game on Thursday night. This is from Josh on Twitter. Uh, Josh says, "Isn't the using the book as a Bible instead of a daily devotional guide book contrary to the one and all mindset? You're playing the odds that you'll prove true, perhaps, 
100 fourth and fours in your own end, but you won't have a job long enough to prove it. So sounds like Josh is against the fourth down mindset in general, or at least living by the fourth down mindset instead of using it as a guide. It's um, well, but it, it's, it's, that's the thing about it. Woodman. it's not, it's not yeah, a you guide. Can't, you can't pick and choose. That's, I mean, either you are in or out. And I know that there's some exceptions. Um, hey, it's it's pouring rain. Our guy's dinged up. Uh, we don't have a good play call here. I don't know. Insert whatever here. But it's not a guide by any means. Is it a guide? Because that that would that at that point, you're you're not using analytics. You're just kind of want to know what the number is, and then you'll make an educated guess based off of that. Yeah, on the percentages or whatever. But uh, no, I think uh, I mean, and, and they'll and they'll all tell you like fourth and one is pretty much a go anywhere on the field. It, it, you know, especially if you're tied or or you know whatever uh, or, mm-hmm. or trailing. Um, and you know, so uh, I, look, th- those of us that have that have followed football for a long time, and it's, it has nothing to do with tech or anything else. Yeah. It is. It's outside the box. It messes right. with my head a bit. I've I thought all along about like I, I mean you you do whatever you can to stay in the game, play the game as long as you can, to to give yourself a chance to not not take yourself out of the chance. But what analytics does, it's all about win probability. It doesn't want you to tie. It doesn't want you to extend any kind of game and get it to overtime out no it's trying to get you to win mm-hmm. that's all it's funnels toward is is win probability and so that's that's the way it is um and trust me and i hear i hear the criticisms uh as well and some of it i'm like i'm not brave enough to do it but that's the thing is like you gotta nut up yeah. and like you gotta you, sure. you, you gotta be willing to say I can't just do it when I'm comfortable about or I feel good about doing it. That's the right. whole point. Right. You know, that's the whole point. And Hey, you beat Texas last year because of this. Like you, if not, if you don't have the, the gumption to like, we're going to follow it here. Like you, you don't beat Texas because you were six of eight on fourth downs last year. Well, in the first half against TCU, I was about to say, you could argue you won this game because of it. I mean, yeah, and, and I, I think that that, but it's, it's the one that you, that you don't get, or you know, and then okay, well, I, I don't sure. mind going for it. I just want a different play call. Well, kind of the same thing, you know. <laughs> like, you know, I'm sure kind Kansas of. State would be like, you know, like, of course you'd want a different play call when you didn't get it. But the whole point was, is you went for it and you went with whatever you know play that you you thought would work the best. But yeah, and we gave the stat on on the broadcast on on Thursday night, but. This year, and and the numbers were very similar last year. Um, Texas Tech on on fourth downs that or on drives that you've gone for it on fourth down and converted sex successfully, you've gone on to score sixty five points this year. Seventeen of those were against TCU. Seventeen points to, against TCU, all of them in the first half. But you've gone on to score sixty five points, continuing those drives on drives that have stopped because you've not converted the fourth down so on on ones you failed the fourth down conversion you've only given up 13 points all year your defense has only given up 13 and seven of those firemen were against 
uh, TCU. So it's almost a confidence thing too. Cause I've seen the argument, well, you don't have confidence in your defense. That's backwards. It's, it's that Joey McGuire has so much confidence in his defense that they're going to go get a stop if they don't convert there. So I, I get it. I'm with you. I understand the more traditional mindset, the thinking it, it's very un, ab, very abnormal, but um, you're either in or you're out completely completely in or out and (laughs) and texas tech is as in as anybody on that okay and more and more teams are more and more teams are are in i i think i think chris Kleiman, you know ended ended his you know ended the situation in austin because they they are doing a lot of analytical stuff and he he just felt like that was go time uh did you like it the call well, okay, no, and here's why. Yeah. I thought his defense, like Kansas State's, because we're talking it. about Kansas yep. State was, was you know, they went for the win. They scored the touchdown or whatever. They went for the win and went for two, all those things. And, um, or no, well, they didn't know they, they'd allowed a field goal. And they then, one and field then, goal. In the- and then they were trying to, is that, am I right? Anyway, yeah, they, 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 they let up a field goal. It was 33 to 30 Texas. Uh, so they le- gave up just the field goal in the first overtime, and then second possession. Yeah, the second one overtime. Yeah, they were okay, the, yeah the second possession. Yes, yeah, yeah. E- either way, but it, it came down to like they okay, went for it. Yeah, we can we can either tie it here or we can go for the win. And he decided sure. the game ends now. And and what I didn't like is about that is probably analytically it does say go. It's a mm-hmm. go, but I I thought his defense had, was playing pretty well and also thought that putting a true freshman quarterback in that scenario, which Texas currently has yep. in Malik Murphy, I thought that would be a plus. Uh, I, I would, I would have gone back and forth with them as much as I can. Cause I would have trusted that my defense would have, you know, really put that true freshman quarterback in a bit of a bind. Just yeah. me. It didn't work. Um, I was obviously rooting for Kansas state at the time. Sure. Uh, and hated that, but again, they they have themselves to blame because it wasn't just that play. Snap the extra oh, yeah, point yeah. on time, uh, you know, make a chip shot field goal. 27-yarder, yeah. Just, yeah, so um, all those things. Yeah, I'm with you, and I do think we've, as we wrap this part of it up, I do think we've seen Joey McGuire do that as well in specifically the Iowa State game last year in a game that, was much more defensively. He didn't stick to the book as much. It was oh, weather, a much more weather yeah, defense. Oh, yeah. it, mm-hmm. You you just it, that was more of a feel situation. And he told us going into the game that that was most likely how they would play it. Um, but it's not a hundred percent. But sometimes you go with what you what brought you here. Um, okay, one more football question before we move on to talking a little schedule. And you know, and you know what? I don't care whether you're heavy analytics or as old school as it gets with how you want to play it and play it how people mm-hmm. are doing all the time. I just want to win. Just win, baby. That's, that's it. it. I mean, that, that, that's, I don't, and whether it's I'm 10 to you. nine or 48 to 47, whether you're an offensive guy, a defensive guy, you just want to win. That's all people Winning want to do. Fun. They just want to win. And yeah, when, when certain things cause you to, to lose, it's like, well, I have an issue with that. Of course. Um, I, you know, that's, that's always just, 2020. That's, just, that's how yeah. it works. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so one more football question here. Uh, this one from Stephen. How many wins would we have this season if we had not if we had a healthy quarterback every game this season? 
I, I would have thought you you would have beaten uh, BYU in West Virginia. I, I thought you would have figured out the West Virginia game. Mm-hmm. Um, it had had uh, Tyler played the whole thing, or if Barron would have come in. And heck, I mean, he was injured, and he, you know, and he still almost tied the game at the end, um, yeah. if not for just that 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 missed touchdown pass to tie it at the end that went through Jaden York's hands. Yeah. It's time to jump or whatever it was. Uh, but I, but th- those two, I think, right there for sure. I mean, I just – you could never prove it. I just don't think BYU is very good. I think that's playing out. Um, I, I yeah. think they're – and now they're they're a bit dinged up. But I, I even think it when they were really healthy, I just don't think they're very good at all. And, sure. you know, unfortunately. And, and I, I think you beat beaten BYU uh, with, with Tyler Shuck or Baron Morton in there if they were healthy by double digits. You know, um, I just I firmly believe that. But uh, and and I mean, just think about how lopsided the turnover margin was in that game, and you're still, you know, like hanging in there, hanging in there, and hanging in there. You know, I mean, you've yeah. what did you turn it over five times? Five times. I mean, and it's it's uh, it's a two score game. So I just I oh, just yeah. would have thought that you know Tyler Barron would have would have uh, yeah would have won that game by by ten plus. So yeah, that I, that would I, be I, my answer. So we'll we'll see. I think most people probably agree with you. Which, although I guess we won't see. I wish we could see. We we wish we could see. Yeah, <laughs> touche. Yeah, and you would be sitting here bowl eligible right now. Still may not be the dream season a lot of people had hoped for or anything, but it it would feel a lot feel a lot different. Quarterback health has had a major effect on the season, and maybe if Barron can stay healthy, you'll have a shot winning really any of the games left on the schedule. You'll have you'll be in those games. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, I think the first line I saw on the Kansas game. Yeah, it's is, around uh, three or four. Yeah, yeah, around three or four. Is, um, speaking of, let's go ahead and go there next. Uh, Kansas is a football team that um, is playing with confidence. They won at Iowa State over the weekend, uh, coming off of a win against OU prior to that. This is uh, this is not your dad's Kansas team. This is one that is is an actual good football team. What is what are Texas Tech's chances up in Lawrence this week? Well, it's the it's the best Kansas team since their their Orange Bowl team in two thousand eight, and Todd Reesing and Mark Mangino and all those guys. Um, I think they have more wins uh, at this point in the season. Uh, than any team since then. I think they're they're ranked, um, and they've got legit guys on their team. That's the I'd mentioned that to you before uh, several weeks ago, but I mean, they, they, I'm jealous of their offensive skill. Um, And it's, and now Jason Bean is uh, Jason Bean has kind of now played so much that he's really not a backup. I mean, this is who you played against last year when you played uh, Kansas and you, you beat him. Uh, He has got legit speed. I think he's now starting to, they're not running him a lot because there's not a lot behind him. So he's had to adapt and learn uh, to be more of a drop back guy and and delivering the football and all those things. But he's got two stud running backs and Daniel Highshaw and Devin Neal. I mean, Devin Neal was the first team All Big Twelve guy, uh, big time speed, uh, you know. But yeah, they've got a lot of offensive skill and and juice, and their scheme is very complex. Uh, at least it is to defend. Maybe internally, it's like oh, this is simplest ever, but it, but it's very difficult to because they. The, the, their OC has basically stated, I want to make our offense the most stressful one in the division one for opponents to try to get ready for. And so if you, if you watch them, they shift basically three to four guys on every play. And 
because it changes the gaps and they want you to get mixed up. And then this leads to so many busted coverages because it's just, it's just eye candy, a lot of it, but it's, you know, all it takes is the one time where you screwed up. Oh, I thought you had him. No, you had him. I mean, because they're, it's like one clap and there's like four guys changing directions and it's, uh, it's pretty fascinating to watch, but they're, they try to chain, they try to get you very confused and they have success doing this. Uh, everybody, I mean, Oklahoma got confused two weeks ago. Uh, Iowa State got confused in Ames on a Saturday night. Um, and and then when you, you know, you've got legit speed and talent. And I think Leipold is a phenomenal coach. I think he's yeah. one of the best coaches in the Big 12. Uh, he's in year three uh, of their, you know, of his tenure. Uh, I think that they've got some stability there. And I think he's recruited well and kind of coached to it. But, I mean, they've beaten – Oklahoma and Texas in recent years. Uh, so, and yep. it, like I said, it's the best, uh, it's the best Kansas team since 2008 uh, win wise. And they're still, they're still kind of hanging around for a chance to go to Arlington. So it's that's true. what you'll that's be true. dealing with in, uh, in Lawrence. Um, I would, so I'd hope that tech can uh, spoil any hopes that are left. And you know who uh, you know who I I wouldn't be surprised if he's in attendance. Maybe he'll bring you a little good luck. Although he wasn't last year, but I still am gonna always like defer to him. But uh, it's the Chiefs' bye week this week. Just so happens the Red Raiders coming to town. I think um, there's a decent chance, unless yeah. he's tr- you know world traveling or anything in the bye week. You know, um, last one on on football before we turn to basketball and a couple of questions there. Uh, the 11 a.m. kickoff announced for for Texas Tech in Kansas. Great you, news. Yeah, I, I was about to ask: Are you a, are you a buyer, a believer in the? Yeah, and that that's that helps the road team out more. It only helps you. It does not hurt. It hurts the home team. Uh, I would have told you this had the roles been reversed and you had some monster home game or whatever, and that you get the 11 a.m. kick, you would have been like, oof. You know, that's just the way it works for for road games. You want as early as possible, and your your players always do too. Uh, get up get going let's roll and it just it affects the crowd it affects the energy level and you know it it leads to the home team more often than not you know sometimes the the ingredients are there to come out flat uh, or flatter and you know that's why a fast start for the road team in those scenarios would would definitely be good it'll be a bit chillier uh when we go on the air and all those things uh but uh (laughs) Um, but yeah, I thought that was a, that was a net positive right there for sure. Yeah, I, I agree. It doesn't guarantee uh, you anything, but uh, it, it's it, sure, it, but it, it definitely only helps you. It doesn't hurt you. Agreed. Agreed. All right. So big or Texas tech hoops starting up this week. Uh, women play on Tuesday night to open the season against UT Rio Grande Valley. The men play on Wednesday. So depending when you're watching, some of those may have already happened. Listener listening or watching men start uh, against A&M commerce. Um, since the last time we've talked, though, Tech played last Sunday against Texas A&M. You win that exhibition game. It's an exhibition, so you take it with a grain of salt, but it still at the same time shows that you've got talent on this team uh, to be able to go beat the number 15 team in the country. Yeah, you know, I, I think uh, it's funny because I think if Grant played that to win, he coached it to win. Mm-hmm. But I think when uh, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if he's like, well, if we'd have lost that, it wouldn't have been such a bad thing too. But that's not what you feel in the moment. But now there's sure. like some like expectations, maybe or like some 
like, oh, holy cow, look out, you know, and all that, <laughs> which is sometimes not necessarily what you want. Yeah. Um, yeah. If, if it's whether realistic or unrealistic, but uh, yeah, I think that, I think they, they played and coached that to win. And I think uh, they shortened the rotation a little bit. Uh, they, they dealt with quite a bit of foul trouble, uh, but they, they really embraced the environment and they, they got an important result, uh, which doesn't count. But I think it also kind of infuses some confidence in, into that because AM is a legit top 25 team, top 20 right. team, maybe even top 15 team. This is a absolute uh, SEC you know, title contender. This is a, a, a bona fide NCAA team. Had you got this done in the regular season, home, away, neutral, whatever, it would have been a quad one win, period. Yep. And that is as, as much of a compliment as I can give Buzz Williams' team because they were 15-3 and three in the SEC last year, seven seed in the tournament, and you, you beat them. And I thought Pop played well. You shot 34 threes. thought Joe Toussaint did a great job of distributing the, the basketball. He had the seven assists. Um, I think, uh, you know, Warren Washington, it, it, he didn't necessarily score a lot, but I thought they really – went into this did A&M going we're not going to let him beat us at the rim and so that's what opens up a lot of three-point uh opportunities that they were at down. one point yeah well at one point they were eight of nine uh in in transition from three and a lot of that had to do with uh the the rim running of Warren Washington and and you know them defending that and saying we'll, yeah. we'll take our chances here sucking the defense and, in yeah exactly yeah yep, so. yep. okay uh a basketball question uh, really two-parter. Uh, this one from Mark asks, uh, where was Steffi and Demarion Williams in the exhibition game? And do you expect the lineup, the starting lineup to be the same uh, starting lineup in the exhibition game as we'll see most of the season? Well, I think you're, I think they have to win and coached it to win. I think that that's probably as close to reality of, of where they would be in a very, tight hotly contested game with what you saw so you didn't also see Kyron Lindsay either uh no no True. Drew Steffi Kyron Lindsay and uh and Demarion Williams I think those are just guys that right now I, I guess they feel like are not ready to help you in those environments because you know Grant could have gone into it a variety of different ways don't worry about the result everybody's gonna play everybody's gonna play equal you know but they made the decision no we're, we're gonna treat this extremely seriously we're gonna treat it like a uh, uh, a true road game against a legit opponent yeah. and practice that. And we're going to play it with what we think we know about our team right now. And that's what they did. And, and they got the, the result that they were looking for. But I, uh, and as far as like, the, did you ask a question about a starting lineup? Yeah. The, the one um, that they used. Okay. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's pretty, pretty close. And I think Chance McMillan is the one that, uh, that, that came off the bench. You know, he played 23 minutes and Lamar Washington played 24 but those other five starters, so you had uh, Darian Williams, you had Pop, you had Joe Toussaint, you had Cambridge, and Warren Washington. Uh, I, I would have been surprised if Chance McMillan was in that starting line. You know, somebody else was not. But I think Chance McMillan and Lamar Washington will play a ton. I know Grant really likes his guards. And I think Lamar and Chance uh, really um, – you know, and, and two, two of the more important players on your entire team are going to be – uh, you know, Devin Cambridge and, and Darian Williams, because they give you length and size on the wing, but they can also both handle the ball, but you don't have a lot of experience depth, but I think that they're, 
Kerman Walton, it would be another option right there uh, as far as a, a wing player and, mm-hmm. and all that. But, you know, where it gets really scary is that, you know, behind Warren Washington, that's where Jennings and EY, the kid from Finland and, yeah. um, Lindsay, um, you know, would, would, would be, uh, you know, able to give you some minutes. So you've got a long way to go. It's fun. <laughs> I think that yeah, you like know, a whole season to go, you're going to be a lot faster pace. And I think people sure would have thought That'd you're not going to shoot 34 threes every night out. You're not going to shoot 40 plus percent every night out. Pop's not going to go for 30 every night out, but there's some possibilities here and it's it need This team will need to evolve and, and all that. And their, their non-conference schedule is a sneaky tougher than I think people realize with some of these games. So we'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see kind of what we get starting this week with Texas A&M commerce coming into town. And then, yeah. San Jose State uh, over the weekend. Yeah, we'll be talking a lot more basketball over the uh, next few weeks as as the season gets ramped up. And heck, you're going to be in. I mean, the the team's going to be in the Bahamas here in about three weeks or so. It it gets on you quick. Yes, it does. Yeah, well, like in in two weeks. Yeah, I think two basically weeks. like in two weeks from right now, I think they'll uh, already be there. Because am I doing? I'm doing the math right. Um, yeah, it, two weeks it, from yeah, because it's week the, this it's week, the yeah. weekend before Thanksgiving that they'll go and they'll play on. I think Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. That's I right. You, that you are correct. Yeah, so they they would have already you know been in Atlantis and the Bahamas and uh, been to that resort a couple times. It's still unfathomable to me that they play basketball and that. That's just kind of a weird. Uh-huh. I don't know. I almost have to see it for myself. Obviously, won't be there because I'll be stuck with you doing uh, stuck uh, with me. Kidding. I would. I, uh, I also would rather be in the Bahamas instead of Austin, Texas. I wouldn't. But... I, well, no? I mean, no. I've I've been there twice. It's okay. not. I I don't know if the, and maybe that's part of it uh, why it's not. You know, since I've I've been there and all that stuff. But I mean, I I I, I would miss football too. I just feel like you're in. The oh sure, sure. Of football season and all that stuff, and we don't know whether that, those games that week against Central Florida and Texas will what what they'll mean necessarily but uh you know it's not bad to spend thanksgiving at home either hey who knows tech could i mean you could be playing for a bowl game and or playing the role of spoiler in austin at that point too to keep them out of a big 12 appearance um okay last one real quick uh the the big 12 matrix model they they released the next four seasons um, we don't have time to break it all down or tell you everything from every season, but there was a question from Max that says, uh, how, well, just how did you feel uh, about what you saw? Was Were there any surprises to you? Did you expect a, um, did you expect pods? Yeah, pods, divisions, all that, all that talk turned out to be fooey because uh, it was, it was a matrix, which I wasn't, you know, and they tried to give, I think ultimately what they tried to do was they felt like the most important thing was everybody sees everybody. Uh, and literally, um, yeah. you know, every, every school will see, you know, will host every institution and, and make a trip to every opposing institution throughout this four year stretch. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's some flaws to it. Uh, I, I get what they were doing. I, I, I do think it's really stupid. Like when I hear the sec, you know, this school doesn't play this school, but once every eight years, I mean, come on, what are we doing? Like, you know, yeah, say I that, agree. Uh, that, that, like you're not really even in the same league at this point, you barely playing them. 
I mean, I, I don't know. You're just under the same umbrella and, you know, sanctioned by the same commissioner and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. But th- this is what they felt was best. It, it feels a bit weird. Uh, I think the reality is setting in when you look at it and you start looking at, like, oh, the, the, this is what I'm going to buy a season ticket for. Um, it, it, it is a bit interesting to look mm-hmm. at it, you know, without seeing those uh, – OU's and and Texas's and and some of that stuff on there anymore and not even getting Oklahoma State every year. Um, TCU just played here and you'll get them once at home in that four year stretch. Uh, you you won't play Baylor in in 2025 for the first time since 1955. I think is right. Um, so it's wild um, a bit. I think yeah. on some of those kinds of things and even on some of the other things. You don't make your first trip to Cincinnati or Central Florida, uh, I think, think until 26 and 27 on. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's mean, just uh, I would have rather seen the pods personally, but they, they forgot to call me and ask. So, uh, oh, well. Level, we've run out of time. But uh, appreciate it, my man. Hopefully we get to talk another win and uh, being one game away from bowl eligibility. We'll hear you on basketball coming up on Wednesday. Uh, looking forward to all of it, man. Appreciate it again. Enjoy the week, people. Lots of sports going on. All the sports. All the sports is happening. And kudos to the Texas Rangers. Uh, we will wrap it up with this. Good Absolutely. Pop Creed in the old uh, <laughs> CD player or rev it up on the iTunes. And uh, world champs, flags fly for forever. And um, they did it. And I... Awesome. Had my doubts, uh, but they did it. And there was zero flukes about it. D- zero trash can banging. Uh, zero anything going on. Um, and uh, credit to uh, Chris Young and Bruce Bochy, the ownership group, and Corey Seager and Josh Young and all the dudes that gave me, and I know you, Woodman, tons oh, of unbelievable memories that oh, so uh, – I will never ever forget. So freaking awesome! That's why my voice is kind of a bit tricky right now. But I just, uh, just got it is goose- what it is. Just got the goosebumps again. You talking about it? Just <laughs> it's so good. Sports, man. Sports. Yes, it's, it's yes, wonderful. It is. But uh, yeah, leave it with that. Rangers, go Rangers! Uh, it should be pretty good again next year. But have a great week, Level. We'll talk to you then. Appreciate it. That's Chris Level. I'm Choice Woodman. You've been tuned into the Ask Level Podcast, brought to you by Double T ninety seven three. You've been listening to the Ask Level Podcast, powered by Double T 97.3.